0: feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places,
1: but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off. US versus China where i'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous US China relationship find face off wherever you get your podcasts hello everyone and welcome to a what i think will probably be a reasonably short little extra episode to talk about sand education which is where i've been for the last week i'm actually recording this the day I got back, which is also the day I left, even though those are two separate days on the calendar, because that's how time zones work. So I've now been up for I think about it must be around 24 hours, must be past that. I mean, I dozed a little bit in the airport and on the plane on on one of the planes, but no more like than an hour. So I'm you know exhausted. You can probably hear it in my voice. my 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 voice is going, but I'm I'm actually feeling pretty good. I thought I'd feel much worse at this stage um and i was fine with that because throughout the whole week it's been amazing so um yes i've i've as i was on the plane i was making notes of like people i'd met and things i'd done and i will have missed people so first off let me just apologize for anyone i'm going to miss out i don't mean to do it it's just that i've i met half a hundred people maybe more that i actually had a conversation with and um, my memory's just not that good. Yes, if I've missed you out in this next bit, very sorry about that. You did leave an impression. It's just when I'm saying this now, I'm sleep deprived and exhausted. So, you know, have pity on me. So first, um, yeah, I, I got there on the on the Tuesday and that was a novel experience. That was the first transcontinental flight I've had since I was about 12. It was also the first time I've been to America. It was fantastic. Let me get that out there right now. I loved it. I loved Boston, I loved the people, the atmosphere, but before I go any further, it it might, may be obvious to people listening now, I'm just speaking ad hoc, I've got, I've just got my notes and I'm just speaking. But yes, so I flew in and uh, I Ubered to my Airbnb, which was the first time I'd ever used Uber because it's not really a thing in, in Aberdeen. So that was great, that was an experience all on its own. After I dropped off my stuff, I then went to go and try and meet Pontifex, uh, Bree and Fry, and uh, Bree's husband. Um, and I say try because it didn't go well. Because one thing I, I, that did annoy me about Boston was how repetitive the street names are, and how Boston's not just Boston. Boston is also Cambridge. Boston is also uh, North End, and like all these different places, and all of them tend to have Commonwealth Avenue, Harvard Road, all these similar names. So I put in the address to uh, the Pontifax Hotel. It's not called that, but it should be in honour of them. And I walked to the complete opposite end of the city. And then I got to the address, I believed, and I called them. And yeah, I was, you know, an hour's walk the wrong direction. So that was great. It worked out in the end because I learnt very quickly, for a baptism of fire, how to use the public transit in Boston. And, uh, yeah, so I managed to meet up with them, met up with them at Salem. Yes, that's Salem. And we had a wander around, we saw the sights, we went on a ghost tour. It was very cheesy. The guy was, to his credit, completely open about the fact that witches didn't exist, the women being accused and executed for the crime of witchcraft we're innocent because the crime's not possible there were no such thing as witches but for things like ghosts and vampires he was in character and oh they're real and all this stuff and it was fun and i i did have, i had no real problems with his history side of it whenever he came up whenever he mentioned you know historical events or theories about why the Salem trials happened like ergot he was in my opinion spot on he he immediately he he asked the crowd, what's a theory people have? And someone said, Ergot. And he said, it's nonsense. And I was like, yes, you are now on my side. You're now my favorite person. Because I was dreading that. And I was really worried that he was going to come out and go, yes, it's a possible theory. And it's, it's just not. And yeah, great guy. I had a chat afterwards. Um, he may even be listening to this because I did tell him that uh, we were all podcasters. So maybe he's uh, listening right now, in which case you did a bang up job, mate. If anyone is in Salem or planning to visit Salem and wants to go on a tour, I would recommend him. It's Spellbound Tours, I think. If you do go and you do uh, take that recommendation, do let him know where you heard about him from, because he seemed like a nice guy. I think he'd like it. The day after, I kind of just wandered around Harvard, wandered around Boston, saw the sights, took in the culture, went to a a Macy's, which, you know, I know about the Macy's parade, and I was like, oh, it's a Big deal. And I walked through and was like, oh, this is a really cool department store. That was, you know, a, an experience. Not the most exciting stuff I know. Kind of bought a pocket square out of awkwardness because the shop attendant was so helpful. I didn't feel like I could leave without buying something, and it was the cheapest thing there. And then I, yeah, I met up with Pontifax again and, and Jordan, the husband, and we did the Freedom Trail. We, we touristed it up and we saw, I saw most of it. It was great. It was a great way to. explore the city. The day after that was the Thursday, and that was the official start of the conference. There'd been events the night before, but I unfortunately missed them. On Thursday was the first big event for me, um, which was meeting up with Mike Duncan and recording him in an interview. That was an experience, that was fantastic. That was recorded in the learning lab, so I should have to say right now thank you to Casey, Katie, and all the students who gave me a fantastic show while I waited. Improvisation, maybe not their strongest suit, but I have never been more entertained. And also, fascinating to see the behind-the-scenes of camera work and to see how that all works, which was fantastic. And Casey in particular was very helpful, and absolutely, he'll be credited in the interview when that goes up on Sunday. Mike Kristaps Andresen, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, and I walked to the First East Scholar, and we went to the meetup. And had a fantastic time met everyone else. I met uh, Matt Breen from the Explorers Podcast, Sarah Handley Cousins from Dig. I met Royfield Brown from Ten American Presidents: How You Make a Conquered the World The Things that Made England. I met the organizers of the conference, the main three for the first time, Zach Ray and Joseph. That was great and afterwards we explored the Harvard Natural History Museum and had a few drinks and just it was it was wonderful. It was a great start. And on the Friday was when the actual talks began. Um, Mostly they were practical. There was a good spread on general academic podcasting. I was on one of them. I was on audio in the academic career. But before that, there was university podcasting and talking to not academics, I don't believe, mostly. But people who were employed by universities to podcast for the academics. So getting them on, interviewing them. And our panel, the one I was on, was mainly about how podcasts could or perhaps should be seen by the Academy and how they're not. It's, yeah, it was a very interesting, very useful conversation, um, and I got a lot out of it. I shared the panel with Laura Carlson of The Feast, who now works at Bloomberg, David Story, who's a philosopher. I've forgotten his podcast name very sadly. Um, I was also with Samuel Hansen who is a STEM librarian, I believe. He was big into data, and he was coming at it from a STEM point of view, um, which was very, very different from the rest of the panel, who were mostly humanities. Um, And, of course, it was chaired by Avon McMaster of the Endless Knot podcast. One of the other highlights of Friday, which I somehow forgot to mention just then, is that Friday was the day that I met Robin Pearson, of the History of Byzantium, Just by fluke, I left the building and he was there talking to Pontifacts as it happened. And I heard his voice and I just remember thinking, oh my God, it's Robin Pearson. So yeah, we got on like a house on fire all through Friday and through Saturday. So uh, yeah, that was was fantastic all on its own. Saturday was the last day, the last official day of the conference. Um, It began with a keynote by Mike Duncan. He basically talked about, I think, Yes, his title was actually, What is the Point of All This? And he basically explained what the point of it all was. Um, He promised me the night before that it would resonate, and it truly did. He spoke about how podcasting is not just the listeners are benefiting from it, it's the podcasts themselves are benefiting, not just in terms of, well, in terms of educational podcasts, we're educating ourselves before we can educate others. But also, it just it's character building, just on so many different levels. And he uh, explained it far more eloquently than I possibly could. I asked a, I think, pretty good question. I'm looking forward to seeing the recording to see how it came out. But the effect was kind of ruined when I sat down and knocked the pull-out table next to me, which had my phone and a croissant on, both of which then fell onto the floor. The phone fell apart. The croissant had an untimely death. And all of that, I think, was on camera, so hopefully the film editors are kind, and if not, you'll just see my head poking out from behind the seat, confirming that Mike Duncan understood my question, which was basically, has reading about revolutions radicalised him? And he basically said, kind of, yes, because you can't learn about stuff like the Haitian Revolution and not come out of it with a different perspective, which I think is a very profound statement. After that, I attended a talk by Ian Elsner of Museum Archipelago. He was very kind. He he handed out, a, like, the only real merch that I saw. So I, I I came out with a badge, I came out with a sticker, and I don't know where I'm going to put them or where I'm going to wear them, but I plan to because that's pretty cool. He had a talk about how the how museums have a responsibility because museums are, like, they've been studied and people trust them a lot more than they would trust basically anything else they trust them more than governments they trust them more than academics and there's no standard to museums to say they reach if someone is calling itself a museum they're not necessarily reaching the standards of accuracy that that trust expects and also he talked about the you know the the cultural power behind museums and the effect that you know just the wording of an exhibit or the actual holding of certain artifacts can have on the people that it's it's about um, he has a fantastic example of a an Aboriginal Tasmanian museum and it was presented the the artifacts the exhibits were presented as if they were extinct and so when actual Tasmanian Aborigines arrived and visited the museum it was you know, horrifying. They found their their culture behind glass boxes, and worded in a way that was not only racist, but also highly dismissive that they still existed, that it was kind of like they were a thing from the past. And that guy actually ended up buying the museum, and then he went around and he fixed it all. He, you know, tapes over, in some cases, the really racist terms that the original owners had used. Um which I thought was a very um, effective way of kind of showing that you have to be more sceptical about when you go to museum. And I love museums. I, 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 I do. I think they're a fantastic way to start curiosity in people, young and old. Uh, certainly, it must have done for me. But at the same time, yeah, they have a responsibility. And this isn't even getting into, like, you know, the big, massive international contra- uh, controversies, like, you know, the Elgin Marbles and the British Museum. It was. It's just on a much smaller scale, but still no less important for the people it actually affects. So Ian's talk was fantastic, and I I have actually downloaded Museum uh, Archipelago to actually have a listen, and I would recommend the same to all of you. And after lunch, we had a wonderful conversation by Robin and Mike, who talked about the transition of the Roman Empire from Republic to Empire to the split to the fall of the West, but the continuation of the East... And it was great. They talked about what was similar, what was the same, and what was very, very different. And I sadly had to... I had to leave before they actually finished, because they did slightly run over, and I had uh, my own talk to go to and to prepare for. So I had to leave my copy of Storm Before the Storm with Bree and Fry, who very generously got Mike to sign it for me. So now I have a signed copy of Storm Before the Storm, so that's, yay, I'm very happy with that. Um, and my talk went really well. I didn't have my PowerPoint, but then again, that was down to technical issues, there wasn't like the right cable, and I didn't really have time. But I didn't really need it, I, it, it there wasn't anything on there that was very useful, there was a couple of maps which might have been illustrative, but that was about it. Um, My talk was about the American colonies during the English Civil War, because, you know, I like to be consistent in what I talk about. So, um, that was a lot of fun. I talked about basically how Virginia and Massachusetts and Maryland got, in one way or another, screwed over, despite their attempts at staying out of it. And I had some great questions at the end. And when the historical questions ran out, I, uh, I got questions about me and uh, what football team I like, because I'm British, apparently. It sounds like it. And uh, what if I like cricket? And I had very disappointing answers for them, because I, I have no interest in either sport, so, you know, I was not a very good representative of the British Isles, so uh, what, what else could I do, really? After that was Pontifex Live, the wildest papal elections, which was brilliant. Both Bree and Fry were fantastic. The comic timing on both of them was just superb. When the recording goes live, you have, genuinely, you really do need to watch that because it is, it's funny. The room was in stitches. And yeah, I I massively enjoyed it. And then to finish off the the Saturday, the last day, basically me, Robin Pearson, Brian Fry, and then a few non-podcasters, mainly listeners, uh, we all went to a barbecue place and had American Barbecue and it had been recommended to me by my supervisor, so I felt like I kind of had to go, and it was absolutely worth it. It was great. Uh, and then after that, we, we mostly ended up going back to the Firsty Scholar, where the party continued. So, yeah, uh, we were there with Paul, another Paul, and Marcella, and they were all great fun. Oh, and I should also say hello to Duncan, because Duncan is the first fan of of Pax Britannica, or the History of Witchcraft, that I've actually met before I've already arranged to meet him. So he just came up and he'd heard my question to Mike Duncan and recognized my voice and found me afterwards. And yeah, came up and said that he was there because he'd heard me talk about sound education. He then followed up by saying it was mainly because he heard me talk about how Mike Duncan was gonna be there, but I still took it as a very, very sincere compliment. And so thank you very much, Duncan. I hope you got home safe. Oh, and yes, I got my fanboy moment with Mike and Robin. I got a photograph of the two of them. And that was just perfect. That was a great way to end the night. Although I stayed around for a good few hours after that, I we had a tab to reach, so I was doing my bit. I was I was buying the drinks. I was I was purely selfless. Um, but I stayed around for a bit. Me and Robin chatted further. Um, I think I might have inspired a few potential podcasters. I hope so. Uh, if you're listening to this, guys, whose names I have very unfortunately forgotten, because we were in a pub and it was about. 11 at night. But hopefully, yes, you do decide to do a podcast. And when you do, please get in touch. I want to listen. But yes, uh, so that was sound education. Hopefully this long rambling account thing has swayed you if you're on the fence about going next year. I fully intend to go. Whether circumstances allow is a different question, but I do plan to. And uh, yeah, I've come out of this having met people I've listened to for years, having just their voices in my ear. Now I have faces and names and, you know, in-jokes that connect me with these podcasters that I didn't before. And I've come away, I'm I'm tired, I'm aching like an old biddy. but yeah, it was absolutely worth it. I'm really excited to see where Sound Education goes from here. I wanna see, I want to attend future conferences, whether they're Sound ed- Education or something else. And yeah, I think there's a lot of good come out of this. And aside from the fact that I got to speak in Boston, I got to visit America, all because of my podcasts, all because of listeners like you. Not only for listening to me in your in the numbers you have, so that I'm fairly confident that I'm allowed to rub elbows with the great and the good, but also, I mean getting from Scotland to Boston is not cheap, and I wouldn't have been able to go without, without those download figures, and the ads that run, and the, my patrons. So thank you to everyone. Whether you're a patron, whether you're not, it doesn't matter. If you've, if, if you've left a review, or you've told someone, you have played a part in getting me to sound education, and for that I'm eternally grateful. It was so much fun, and I'm really, really looking forward to future stuff. So, yeah, I think that's more or less where I'm going to leave this off, because hopefully it's been bearable. You might now understand why I script everything, because otherwise i just go off on one. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, maybe this is better for some of you. Maybe this is more authentic, perhaps. But, yeah, I'll do it again in the future, for for other topics, perhaps. But for this, yes, this is just me sleep-deprived Sam, just kind of just venting all this stuff that's just happened to me over the last five days. And uh, yeah, hopefully it's been of interest. So with that, I will leave you there. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope to see some of you next time at Sound Education.
0: Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about